In October, the cannabis industry reconvened in Las Vegas for the annual trade show MJ BizCon, put on by Marijuana Business Daily. As part of that event, Business of Cannabis sat down with industry leaders at the show to discuss their business, the current state of the cannabis industry, and what they were seeing on the road ahead. This conversation was part of that series. What follows is a conversation with Danielle Marzarella and Holly Cottrell of Seven Point Interiors, a cannabis retail interior design and implementation company. We wanted to connect with Seven Point Interiors team to talk about their journey in the cannabis sector, how they were viewing MJ BizCon, and how their own display was drawing attention from the sector as part of the show. Danielle and Holly, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. I mean, we're in Las Vegas at a cannabis show. That sounds pretty good to me. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I want to talk to you because uh, I think um, one of the more compelling things about the industry right now is how retail looks and feels because it is so dynamic and variable across the board. And in some cases, I think people are getting it like spot on. And I was at one yesterday where I'm like, oh, this could be, this could be the worst setup I think I've ever seen. Talk to me about the variability and maybe some of the trends you're seeing in sort of store design, store design right now. Sure. Well, I think that um, the store design uh, concept for cannabis has come a long way in the past few years. Um, when we kicked up Seven Point Interiors four years ago, um, it was at a point in time when the idea of elevating the cannabis experience was really just kicking off. Yeah. And I think that it's safe to say Four years later, we are a complete different place than we were a few years back. And the awareness around the ca cannabis experience is so much more prominent and brand awareness. Um, I think that the uh, opportunities that exist out there are still about, you know, how the the merge between the the flow and the function and the aesthetic are all working together. And it's not just about what it looks like or having a pretty logo, but it's about the complete experience from the moment somebody is standing outside that dispensary, how they're walking in that space, what the business model is, what the customer, you know, flow is intended to be because it has to marry up with the operations and how the functioning aspects of this, you know, business are going to merge with the aesthetic. It's not just about what it looks like. It's not just about the customer journey, but it's about the product journey. Where's the product coming in? Right. What does that look like so that it's an efficient functioning space that is not just looking great and on brand, but it's it's functioning well and and it's it's making for that overall end-to-end -end process and experience what it should be. Yeah. Right? I, right? There's been a bunch of thinking about it the way you just put it makes me relook at some of the places I've been <laughs> and realize how wrong they got it, right? Because it's clear that some of them aren't functioning spaces, like, like period. Um, and some probably didn't take into the whole account how people might actually interface, people staff, people customers, people yep. product in and out might actually run in a store. And in fairness, like it's hard to get all those things together when you don't, when you're not open, right? Like you can watch the street flow and see how like what you think football is going to be like, but it might be different. It might be different hours that like all those things change dramatically. And I, I guess the, the corollary of that question 
is do you think retailers are getting more savvy to think about these things from day one <laughs> or, or some of them? We're doing our best to try to educate people um, at the very beginning of the process um, so that they're really understanding of what store design includes um, and what brand concept means. And um, I think that it's starting to um, catch on. Um, but I will add that it doesn't just stop at the store design and the customer flow and, you know, where the product's coming in from the back door. The The merchandising aspects of a cannabis dispensary are so important and sometimes so forgotten about. So what we attempt to do and, you know, we will try to really force that conversation. And, you know, with Holly's support, she's our cannabis uh, expert. Um, we brought her on because it is such an important part of the process to understand what we're working with. What yep. are we dealing with? What are we developing the store design around? It's all about the product. We're not selling a store design. We're selling product. Okay. Um, so not only is it important to merchandise the design or design to the merchandise, but it's also important to understand how is that going to continue to be maintained. Right. So merchandising programs um, are very important. You know, we'll support that process, um, you know, offer up that process. But uh, Holly at the front end of every project is working with us on categorical opportunities, um, merchandising, you know, plans so that we can really make sure we're hitting all aspects on all cylinders. Yeah. And Holly, talk a little bit about, because it is also the case, like all that good thought and all that experience and all the great design, like all those things get you to day one. And then things change as it gets to be lived in, I guess, both from the staff perspective and the consumer perspective. And even I think on the Canadian front, you know, there's new products. Like, you know, the stores were just, many of the stores were designed with no fridges. Right, like because there were no fridges near it when you opened it up, or there were no concentrates, or there were no infused pre-roll. Like you know, you can keep going down the category right. to category. So, like, how much does the idea that not plug and play, but like, or malleable, but open to change, like open to sort of flexibility when things do open? Yeah, and that the flexibility is the key word. In that. Yeah, yeah, we we have to we have to remain flexible. I mean, in the cannabis industry, especially because everything changes. Right? I, like. There's new products coming out all the time. Strains change, you know, it's, it's just a very, it's a very fluid uh, business and things change all the time. And so you have to, it, part of that, what we do with that design is make sure that we're flexible to you know, everything. It, it's modular, it's flexible. We, you, you can move it around, you can do whatever you need to with it so that you can expand, you can contract, whatever has, has to happen to keep yeah. that going. And a lot of the, a lot of our customers come in not understanding that, but the industry is still so new even though it doesn't seem like it to all of us who've been in it for so long, but it's still very new and it's people, you know, don't understand. And so when they come to us, we try to give them that education to yeah. help them to understand you're here to make money and you're here to sell that plant. So right. how, how are we going to help you make the money? It's not about how pretty it is. You know, we want it to be beautiful, right. whatever you want it to look like. the function too. Yeah. The function of it's very big. It's funny because you just described like four different roles. Like obviously the design part, what you do, it's also a little bit of like, business consultancy there's also a bit of like you know his, historian or archivist and it's also a bit of probably therapist like what you want <laughs> store owner 
will not work. <laughs> Let me think of four ways to tell you how it's not going to work. That seemed to, so they, the punches don't land so tough. Can I just, can I shift for one sec? Because I think that's so exciting and interesting. And, and I've seen a lot of the stores you guys have done. There's one in particular that strikes my fancy so much, and I haven't been there. So in fairness to this, but like the Scarlet Fire, I just, I saw the name come across. I'm such a stoner and such a dead end, but I haven't been there, but it's in Toronto. Um, and I just love, like, it's obviously a specific audience and like people will hear Scarlet Fire and a lot, like, are, are too many shops not tapping into those well-established audiences, I guess, and trying to like attract everybody into the store. Like, I guess you could go both ways, but, but how, like thinking about that type of store, like how, how does that, how do you think around you know, those? A lot of people come in and they, you know, they want everyone to feel comfortable in right. their space. Right. And so that they don't want to design to that type of right model. Right. Just because they want, you know, the grandma to come in, the soccer mom to come right. in. The 19 the year old. Yeah. yeah. Well, every, Canada, the 19. Yeah. 21 year, 19 there. You know, the medical patient to still feel right. comfortable coming in right. and, and just have it be that, that comfortable place. And that's hard to do. That's really hard to do for everyone. And honestly, the shop like Scarlet Fire uh, here at Planet 13, those, you know, those are very catchy. People want to go there. It's an experience. And that's what people go there for. And it, and it really drives business. But yeah. to explain that and get the people to understand that is not always easy. Right. Yeah. And I, I think what's important to note, too, is that I think Scarlet Fire works because where it is. And Planet 13 works for where it is. Yes. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's about the demographic. It's about the location. It's about the tourist attraction. Um, you know, you're not going to put a Scarlet Fire in the middle of the suburbs and expect that you know, you're going to attract the same amount of attention. Right. Yeah. I just think it's, I, I just, I, it struck, it strikes me. It looks beautiful too, obviously. Um, but it is. It achieved mission accomplished. I'm talking about it. I haven't even been there. <laughs> mission accomplished. It, it, it has it's a psychedelic experience from the moment prior to you stepping foot in that door. Yeah. You're looking through a kaleidoscope that has been designed into the space and it transcends you from the moment you step foot from outside to inside. Can I ask you a question that is very specific to this show and what you guys are doing here is that you have, I've seen it in the development stage, like you guys have been posting photos of what you have on the trade show floor. Talk about how you, like you were expert in sort of creating these experiences for people in store. Talk about how you think about it differently for like we want the industry to see what we're doing in a physical space on a trade show floor. Talk a little bit about how you sort of, you don't want to answer that. You guys are laughing. Well, I'm laughing because uh, our owner uh, was sharing with some kind people who were interested in working with us how many weeks we had to make our boot. Oh. So um, the experience is, um, I think, that for us, we want to put our best foot forward. Um, there's a lot of uh, time spent in planning um, and a lot of effort, and it takes a village to do what we did for this exhibit in this show. Um, and every single person on our team is responsible for the success. Once you get to see it for yourself, you'll, you'll see it. Um, but there's every partner that we have in our factory Your arsenal yeah. our design team our you know right down to the the team that's packaging up the crates and 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 getting it out the door um 
they're all responsible for the success of our exhibit. That must feel good. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it's an invested interest that everybody has. So I think yeah. that that's the nice thing about our company is that everybody recognizes the hard work of every single person involved. That's cool. I like that as a, it's like a team coming together to put together a team effort to be in front of the industry. Like it's, it's a good, I mean, it wasn't meant as a team to exercise, but it, but it the, could be. Are the people that aren't even here, right? The people that aren't even here, the people who are on our factory floor, who knew how important yeah. that was. They can see the results. Yeah. 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 It's really cool to watch it all come to fruition. I like it. I like it. It's been nice talking to you guys and we love sort of following the work um, you are doing and we will get to Scarlet Fire before the next time we talk to you. <laughs> There's just so much weed to buy in Canada that I have to have to make my way there uh, and, and, uh, and and be ready to buy more. So so thank you, Holly. Thank you, Danielle, for being here. Thanks, Jay. Thank you for, having, you you for having us. That was Danielle Marzarella and Holly Cottrell from Seven Point Interiors, recorded at MJ BizCon 2021. This podcast was recorded at MJ BizCon in Las Vegas in October 2021. For more information about Business of Cannabis, please visit businessofcannabis.com and follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram.